liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Today I had on the great Josie, a.k.a. the official TRHL on Twitter. You know her as the Redheaded Libertarian. She has been on Tim Pool twice. She just was on there a couple weeks ago. She has been at odds and at war with many of my listeners for a very long time because we are the ANCAP community largely. In the spirit of unity, I wanted to have her on to hash out some of those differences, but uh, really just talk and get to know her a little bit better and to go over some of the daily news, see how we see the world similarly. And I think we see it very similarly. So, Hey, maybe we can be friends moving forward. Huh? How about that? Our show is brought to you today by our friends over at the daily job hunt. Go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up. If you are in a dead end job, if you got laid off during lockdowns, if you're just unhappy with your current station in life, I would highly encourage the Daily Job Hunt. It is a free daily newsletter. Comes straight to your inbox every morning. Just a couple minute read that can give you some information, get you inspired and fired up, kick you in the nuts and just tell you, hey, this is what you got to do to get that life that you know and I know you deserve. Go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up. It should be your first starting place when you're trying to get your life on the right track. I think you will not be disappointed. Let's get into the show. Welcome everybody to the episode of Liberty Lockdown. Today I have another special guest because that's what we do here. The original redheaded libertarian, Miss Josie. Welcome in. Thank you for having me. Well, I know that you got did you get nuked or did you delete your account? I don't even know what happened. <laughs> I got I got nuked and I'm still not sure why. I've actually been in appeals for about three months now. I was never told why. I didn't do anything wrong. I just tried to log in one day and couldn't. And so I appealed and they're like, well, you probably broke our rules. And I'm like, okay. So they're like, but you know, you can appeal. Here's the process. So yeah, like, yeah. Okay, sure. So I did the process and they got back to me after like, 10 attempts and then they're like okay you know we've received this you'll get an answer in like 10 business days but you know we're a little backed up wow so it's it's been three months (laughs) i was gonna say it's been a little bit longer than 10 days a little longer well that's got to be devastating i mean just as someone who you know grinded my way to fifteen thousand followers over the past year i can't even imagine you know you were at what like 80 or something Uh, almost almost ninety thousand, and it took me about two and a half years good lord yeah, and it just all gone. And I, I wish I had like a great story with something I did wrong, or I just, <laughs> I, I don't have, I, I'm, I'm just blindsided. And yeah. <laughs> God, that's terrible. Well, I hope your appeal is overturned. Um, obviously, I, I also hope that a lot of people will find you from this episode and realize that you're back on there and, and follow again. But man, that's got to be yeah. frustrating. I had to reverse my handle. My old handle was TRHL official. This one's official TRHL. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I see that's, that's the weird thing is that normally if you get nuked, they're, they're pretty good at about, you know, tracking you down and nuking any. Well, I'd had, I'd had like a a burner account that I'd started in 2019. Okay. So, so they, they're really good when you start it afterwards, like, Mm. you know, they find your IP and everything, but otherwise it's like, (laughs) You know, you could be like a, a boyfriend or a daughter, or a, <laughs> right. you know, somebody else with the same IP. So, yeah, All I right. know I was mass reported after that, but nothing ever came of it. So, you were mass reported by who? 
uh, just my uh, my my very concentrated group of faders. Yeah, I do you mind talking about that for a second? Because I'm probably friends with some of these people, and <laughs> I've never I've never understood it. I've never gotten a clear answer. Do you know <laughs> where the hate comes from? I know why um, why I'm targeted. I'm a minarchist. Uh, uh, so the and- caps don't like you. Yes, the NCAPs don't like me, which, you know, I love them. <laughs> um, but uh, that that's where it kind of came from. Um, and it just kind of devolved from there into this, you know, gossip at this point. I, I don't, I, I, I learn new things about me every day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, w- I wish it was, it was more salacious than that, but I'm a minarchist and that's bad. <laughs> well, just out of curiosity, what what is the position that, that keeps you from going full anarchist? Is it? military and defense or what is it yeah well i'm a a bill of rights libertarian and the the government's only job is to enforce the constitution the constitution enshrines our rights and it limits theirs um up to through the bill of rights really i I call myself a, a bill of rights plus five because i like the first five of the constitution but after that it starts to get a little more um like controlling, like the government giving themselves more power through the constitution, which was never its purpose. It was always to limit the constant, the, the power in the constitution. So I believe in the bill of rights. Um, and I believe the government's only job is to enforce the bill of rights. Uh, and that would be justice and defense. That's where the, that's a government so small, you can barely see it is what Rand Paul says. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I agree with that. I understand for checks and balances that there would need to be a certain amount of uh, public, like, like for instance, if you think about how dirty the courts are now, imagine if they were private. You know, if you think about how dirty the police and defense are now, imagine if they were private. You know, so at least there's a check and a balance there. If if it's enforced properly, which is where the issue is, it doesn't need to be abolished; it needs to be enforced properly. Mm. Um, that that's what I believe. Um, just. You know, that's, as, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I personally disagree, but that's like, that's not, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. I don't know why. I, and make... that's okay. It's yeah. okay to disagree. It's okay to have this conversation. You know, we just have different right. perspectives and it's, it's good to talk about those. Yeah. And, and for the record, you know, I, I think that even anarchists really appreciate the emotion and the spirit of the bill of rights. So it's, mm-hmm. it's ironic that they would be vicious towards someone who still believes in it you know it's like yes um but at the same time i also understand their perspective because i'm more of a lysander spooner guy who who mm-hmm. says you know the constitution allowed for the the biggest government in history yep. so perhaps so, it wasn't as yeah. good as we thought you know all that so yeah i see both sides of it um anyway i do too mm-hmm. um i wanted to ask you based off of the past year and all of the the bailouts and the printing and everything else i'm starting to feel like <laughs> Uh, if not societal collapse, because our culture is so at each other's throats, at the very minimum, we're looking at economic collapse. And I don't mean imminently, but <laughs> I, th- I think that it's it's uh, like Weimar Germany, for instance, they, they did a very similar thing. I think it was 1920 to 21. They printed all of this money. And for a while, their economy seemed to be good. And then they actually started to have a bit of a boom phase where the the Reichsmark, the, the currency that they used, increased in value against the US dollar, but all of that printing came home to roost about five years later. And then a year after that, it was confetti. It was worthless. So mm-hmm. do you think that that we are 
what what falls first? Is it our is it our, is it society or our economy that that brings us down, or are you more of an optimist? I honestly feel like some sort of a collapse is imminent, but not in the way that we think. Okay. I feel like the government is going to keep giving itself power to prevent a collapse. So I'm 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 more worried like our constitutional republic is going to collapse because the government is just going to be like, no, in order to survive, you know, we need to do this for your safety, you know, and, and take all their, their power that way. I mean, what's, what's the debt now? 28,000, tw- sorry, 28 trillion. I wish like, it was 28,000. Yeah. Uh, 28 yeah, trillion. It'll be, it'll be 30 by the end of the year easily. All right. So even, um, so people have a lot of trouble grasping what a trillion is because it's such a big number. We can't see it. We can't handle it. even um, people with autism when it comes to like um, they call them the idiot savants, the amazing, the, the autists, like from Rain Man, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so or, or your average libertarian. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Average. Yeah. I, I love my autists. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> so. So even they have trouble, they could, you know, like, like he drops the matchbox and he can look at it and know how many, how many are there. But then the doctor who is evaluating um, Raymond and Rain Man is, um, he's like, how much is a cup of coffee? And he's like, a hundred, you know, because there's, there's no grasp there. So, so Americans are all autistic with their money. Okay. So I've broken this down into time because time is something that we can we can kind of grasp a little better than money. So I did a million, a billion and a trillion. Mm-hmm. So a million seconds is 11 and a half days. A billion seconds is 31 and three quarters years. A trillion seconds is 31,710 years. <laughs> that's the difference. That's incredible. And if that- you think about that in money now, that's when it becomes a little bit, you know, kind of daunting. And you said it was 31,000 years? 31,710 years is a trillion seconds. Well, I just did the math on it. That will be almost almost a million years is what our debt is. <laughs> almost a million years. Um, our debt is a million, almost a million years. Yeah, that's... Okay. If that doesn't how, put it in perspective... Much- you know, that that's got to give it some kind of perspective. And every day, every day, China moves closer to gold and away from the dollar. Our dollar since lifting the gold standard has depreciated 97 percent and inflated 700 mm-hmm. percent. This is not financially. It's, it's not sustainable. This no. this is no way to so, live. It's almost like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, no. Go ahead. OK, so it's almost like I was thinking about it. It's kind of like. America is kind of akin to like a business that a bunch of spoiled children inherited. All right. So they don't know how to run it. They keep changing the rules. They're maxing out their credit cards. They're not paying their bills, but they're paying everyone off who like does them a favor. They're still partying. They're still doing, they're still irresponsible. Um, And they use their name, their status. They use empty threats and they control, they use these things to control everyone they do business with, including, you know, the American people, including other countries. Um, And I, I just, I don't know how this ends up. I, I don't I don't see this ending well, but I don't well, we've been in fast forward for so long. Yeah. You know? Well it yeah. I mean I think all you have to do is look at your average trust fund baby and see how their life turns out. I mean that <laughs> that's kind of 
that's kind of mm-hmm. how how it looks like we're headed. And and at this oh, point, America's going to end up making a sex tape. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the best case scenario is that we make a sex tape and then we become a reality TV show. That's that's the most optimistic outcome. The alternative outcome is that we overdose and we die. Um, yeah, yeah. Because that's what actually happens to not most, but many, many, many trust fund kids. Um, so no, I agree. Yeah, I, that's that's my concern exactly. Is like we've gotten away from so many of the foundational principles of our country, where it's like, even though. I, m- much of our history is m- mythologized. It's it's yeah. storytelling, but there is something to be said for a serious work ethic and yeah. and a willingness to, or a belief that you can do it on your own. And it feels mm-hmm. as if we have completely lost that. So much so that people believe that capitalism is evil and that you have mm-hmm. no chance. And and it's what's ironic about it is like. I was so I was such a diehard fan of capitalism, and I and I I remain so. However, mm-hmm. I now, as someone who has made it, fortunately, yeah. um, I I look at these young people that are looking at the corruption within the system, that see the economy that's that is so. I mean, it's it's filled with nepotism, but more than that, it's just it's just crony capitalism. It's if you're connected, mm-hmm. you prevail. If you're not, you fail, and. I feel for them, you know, I feel for the, I, like, I understand why, if you don't understand exactly why the system is corrupt, that you would say to yourself, capitalism is evil. And this is mm-hmm. the problem, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm doing my best. And I think it's really incumbent upon libertarians and people that believe in capitalism to explain to them that the, this entire structure, this entire setup is deeply deeply immoral and flawed and not at all what we actually believe in and i feel like we fail at that have, mm-hmm. have you do you do you have any sympathy for the the college kids that are coming out a hundred thousand dollars in debt and saying i need a bailout and i need a, a job guarantee and i need mmt i mean like I, i'm not i'm not saying they're right i i think they're very mm-hmm. much wrong but i'm just saying i have sympathy for them yeah i i feel for them i mean i have i have children and sure. i know you know they're gonna I mean, so far, like my oldest is she wants to she wants to go into tech, which is great. That's really great when it comes to like student loans and that sort of thing, because Mm -hmm. it's more it's more sustainable and there's a better return on investment. Um, But they they don't really capitalism is kind of a boogeyman. So, you know, because these these same people who hate capitalism, they want to run a farm and, you know, sell their goods and that's capitalism. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it's like, so, so that's, that's capitalism. So what they hate and they'll never be able to see it unless it's taught to them, but it's taught to them by, you know, the people that uh, are paid by the government to, yeah. you know, not tell them. <laughs> by a bunch of um, Marxists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, the government. I mean, if you think about the problem, like I, I was, I was thinking about like the problem is like you know I'm I'm a homeowner for instance. It's 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 government property tax. It's it's you know that's the stuff that keeps me down. It's the government interference that makes that makes it harder for me to survive. Is that they tax you know like I owned a small business before the pandemic and they they tax you at in Massachusetts it's uh, double social security it's double income tax you know, and they just, they tax you, they, they just tax your life away. And imagine if they didn't take everybody's money and tax like 50% of your income, if you owned a business, imagine if that, if that went in your pocket. Oh, it'd be, it'd be crazy. And, and what's so devastating about that is like, 
I can't even tell you the amount of good someone like me could have done had, because I've made a ton of money in my life. If I was mm -hmm. able to actually keep it, like keep that other half that got lit on fire or, or yep. more overturned into bombs that were dropped on brown people. Exactly. Like, <laughs> imagine how much good I could have done as opposed to the unbelievable devastation that the, that those dollars actually went towards funding. And it's just tragic. It's just so sad. And, and I could have, I could have started other companies with that capital. I could have created other jobs that made other people rich with that capital. And instead, it's just, it's turned you're into confetti. It at the government and you know? you're just not seeing, you know, for greater good. It's like, who's greater good? Right. You yeah. I, I think that the one thing that's keeping America afloat is the petrodollar at this point. It's based on American currency. It's, um, um, sorry, my daughter just texted me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. So it's based on America. It's, it's based on American currency is why we keep dropping bombs over there. And because instead of gold, they're looking at oil. So mm -hmm. they're looking at things with intrinsic value that, you know, man can't exactly create um, to, to fund them. And they're like, all right, well, you know, we want all the gold. So we got to, you know, remove the gold standard and we're going to put it all into oil instead. But oil is going to run out, too. You know, so. Well, it, I mean, it will eventually, but it certainly mm -hmm. has lasted a lot, a lot longer than the uh, the doomsayers said in the 70s, because we were supposed to be out, <laughs> of, out of oil by the 2000s. So obviously mm -hmm. we're getting we're getting much better at discovering it. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. I think your point is is well taken. It's yeah. absolutely true that the the U.S. dollar's value is mm -hmm. basically only maintained because we will blow up people if they stop using it. I exactly, mean, and that's, that's why I think we can get into twenty eight trillion dollars in debt. And it's like, well, if you want us to pay you back, you know, we got we got the nukes, as Eric Solow would say, you know. Oh God, I hate mm -hmm. so much. Oh God, he is insufferable. <laughs> that is the worst person. He is, he is up there as the worst pe person or people in politics. And that is a yeah. high bar because I hate mm -hmm. almost all of them. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 an awful human being. He's an awful politician. He's corrupt. And but he's uh, establishment. Yeah. And he and he the openly... establishment doesn't have a party. Establishment is all parties like it. Right. Oh, no, I agree. But I mean, mm -hmm. he's probably one of the more obviously owned politicians by China. I mean, it is oh, yeah. so, so evident that that dude is owned. And I think. I think that is the tip of the iceberg. I really believe deeply that our mm -hmm. like half, maybe more of our Congress people have serious dirt on them from, mm -hmm. if not the Chinese government, I mean, governments across the globe, our CIA, our FBI, like, I think that everyone is basically owned and you don't get mm -hmm. into a position of power unless you are. And that's why yeah. we, we appreciate and kind of uh, deify the rare guy who doesn't have dirt, who tells the truth, who does what we actually ask of them, like Ron Paul or Rand Paul or Thomas Massey. Paul, yeah. You mm -hmm. know, those those are the guys. But um, do you think I'm I'm overstating my fear about about Chinese incursion into our political system? No, no, we're we're owned by China. They, okay, <laughs> they own us. You know, and and we're just only now. I mean, what was it? Uh, within three weeks of Joe Biden taking office, China had access to our power grid. Like oh, do they? why? Yeah. Oh, yep. You can that. look, you can find that. Yeah. There's an article. You can read the article. Oh, um, sorry. I don't No, I don't no, like it's, it up, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's, there's, yeah. So that was like his first, his first thing he did in office was say, say hey, China. Wow. You want access to our power grid? Yeah. Well, that's horrifying. Well, mm -hmm. we've had a lot of, in my view, a lot of good news over the past year or the past not here, Jesus Christ. We have had almost no good news over the past year. But <laughs> yeah, recently, 
recently we've had some good news or at least narrative shifts that I've I've noted. Uh, first and foremost being that obviously the lab leak is now being considered as the potential source of the virus. Mm -hmm. They're saying that the, the Wuhan lab leak, um, also that lockdowns are being overturned, mass mandates are kind of being overturned. Even the vac even the vaccine passport is kind of being walked back. And mm -hmm. I asked Pete Quinones this, he told me flat out no. So I'm gonna ask mm -hmm. you, does this mean that we're winning, Josie? <laughs> well, we are winning, but the thing is, we're not getting credit for it. We are not winning. They need okay. to make that clear. It's yeah. not us. We're just allowed to talk about it now. So we are given permission by the government granted monopolies to say these things now. Like Facebook just uh, lifted the bans on people who were talking about it. Right. So, so like you know, it's like, well, it's, it's the, these people who are granted existence by the government, um, you know, because they're, they're paid subsidies and they um, they're given special protections the, the, by the government. So they, they exist. Facebook, Twitter exists because the government grants them this, you know, my opinion is that the government grants them this, uh, this ability to exist because they give him, they give them enough privileges too. So these people who the government lets exist are saying, okay, now it's all right. It's safe to talk about this. And that's really dangerous and unconstitutional control of our speech. If you really break it down and look oh, into course. like, who's paying these people? It's, it's horrifying. Of course. Um, they're controlling our speech while giving us the illusion that we still have free speech. I, I, I think you nailed it on the head. I, mm -hmm. I've, I've made this point repeatedly over the past year. And this kind of goes back to the former conversation that we were having about how capitalism is is so bastardized that you can't even yep. defend it anymore because people think that what we're existing under is capitalism. And they think that that if a private company tells you you have to wear a mask or you have to have a vaccine passport or you can't talk about XYZ news story, even if it's true, mm -hmm. they think that, that that is okay because they believe that it's not a constitutional violation because it's not the government doing it. Mm -hmm. But we have to do a better job of explaining to people, piercing the veil of their reality and letting them know that in fact, this is government interfer interference with your free speech rights. It is mm -hmm. just because Twitter's exactly. just because Twitter and Facebook are the ones that are doing it. Don't you think for a fucking second that it's <laughs> that they would making they would be making these decisions if it weren't for the government support that they get? I think that people are deluded to believe so. Just just look at how many people got thrown off of these services over the past year. I mean, mm -hmm. it's got to be millions of accounts. There is no oh, yeah. there is no business on earth that does better because they purge a huge percentage of their their client base i mean like what they, sense does they, this make they purge the president of the united states i know jesus christ yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> quick interlude we have two sponsors now hey we're blowing up we actually have many more than that uh you'll be hearing about them here soon but today i wanted to get started with our first ad read for our friends over at the peddling fiction podcast it is from my buddy, Johnny Profita. He is amazing. I think you guys are going to really enjoy his show. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check out on any of your uh, podcatchers. Just search for Peddling Fiction Podcast. He's a lying politician's worst nightmare. He's a true Rothbardian radical, which is close to my heart. Very important. He's a destroyer of Keynesian economic fallacies. Hey, if you're an Austrian, you're going to love this motherfucker. He's the best inoculator of propaganda, and he's a breaker of ideological chains. Yeah, that's right. All this is true, and you guys will enjoy it. If you enjoy my show, go over and check out his. Be supportive. At the end of this episode, I'm going to play a clip 
from his show so you can get a taste for it. If you like it, go and check him out. Show some love to the people in the community. Um, I'm not sure I can figure out how to do it on video, but it will be on the audio version. So check that out for sure. Let's get back into the show. I mean, I, I thought that might be a death sentence, but I think it would have been a death sentence if he went somewhere else right after, but he didn't. So that was a huge you know, he mistake. Allowed them to, big mistake. He should have like went any, I mean, I think there was talk of him going to parlor and then remember parlor got shut down. Exactly. And that's what happens. That's what happens. These, 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 th these, um, corporations they're bought up by each other and they're owned you know at this point we need to build a whole nother internet it's not like finding a new ip it's not like oh find another because that was what they used to tell us to do if you wanted to say something right. if you don't like their rules you know they're a they're a business you know and it's like they're they're only existing because the government lets them exist um and and, and more importantly there are no competitors because the government doesn't allow the competitors to exist i mean look exactly, exactly. what they did with parlor and parlor. amazon amazon was responsible for that because they took their aws servers offline so they made it so that this fucking upstart company which by the way i didn't like either but regardless mm -hmm. It yep. would have been a direct competitor to Twitter. And they're yeah, just like, it was started, it was goodbye. growing, it was growing really fast. Oh, I yeah. actually, I, I was like, all right, you know, I, before any of that happened, I went over there. I have an account over there. I made sure. my account. I'm like, this is where I'm going to fall when I inevitably get nuked, which I right. did. <laughs> right. Like, this is where I'm going to go. And that was my plan until they got bought out. I'm like, if I go there, it's just going to be another Twitter. I'm like, I might as well just stay on Twitter where I, you know, I'm familiar and I know how to use it and stuff instead of having to learn exactly. this whole new site, you know? Yeah, it's it's just so disappointing. I mm -hmm. I mean, I think that the hardest part and I, I wanted to talk to you about the culture war a little bit because I think mm -hmm. that it's that it's really important. Um, to me, this is all part of this discussion, actually, because if we can't counter their narrative via mm -hmm. social media and people like you and I that have our our you know tiny platforms where we get to actually <laughs> tell people what we actually think and mm -hmm. and disabuse them of all of the preconceived notions that they have about libertarians how are we to win this you know like i if we can't talk honestly i really don't know how we're supposed to so i guess first question is have we already lost the culture war like is, is it is it winnable i mean libertarians to start have to stop fighting with each other okay like I, well, they have to get some start. kind of <laughs> like some kind of united front there um and right now it's 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 very disjointed and it's it's you know, there's like, I'm anarchist, you're, you're more like Lysander Spooner, I'm more Ron Paul, yeah. you know, but we're able to, we're able to talk of civilly course. and have a conversation and hear each other. And you, you don't really get that from other people from, from those different um, schools of thought. Um, so we need more of that. We need more of this. Mm -hmm. uh, and that would be a great start. But the culture war <laughs> The culture war was lit in 2012 with the rest of the damage that repealing the Smith the Smith Munt Act did to our country. Um, so when the Smith Munt Act, if anyone's not familiar with it, that's yeah. the Propaganda Act. So they repealed and replaced it with a, with a new Propaganda Act. And if you think about when all the drama started and when the media started like being openly biased and partisan and lying, it was 2012. You think about it, like really before you know, before 2012, I mean, there was a little bit of, you know, it was kind of starting to roll that way when Obama got into office. Um, but it was really 2012 when it just lit on fire. So when the Trump administration came into power, I really believe that was not supposed to happen. And they really underestimated that. I agree. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like Hillary was supposed to be president. We weren't yeah. supposed to get Trump, you know, she was I mean, if you want to get in, 
yeah, she was next in line. You know, the, our country has been owned by like three families. Well, my entire for the life. Last, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so when the Trump administration came into power, that was not supposed to happen. So the establishment, like I said, is no party. It is just the deep state. It is just people. Rand Paul talks about it a lot. Um, they just poured gasoline. They put money into it. They funded it, you know, and then when it came to the election time magazine wrote a big article about how they fortified it, yes. you know, and, and it was just all they kind of just admitted it. So, so now that Trump's out of office and Biden is in office, you'd think that we'd keep falling. But if you look at the behavior, so Biden's in office. So all the movements from the BIA, the Black Lives Matter and the kids in cages and Wall Street and Antifa and the Muslim bans and all of that in the wars, it's all gotten worse. It's mm -hmm. all gotten worse. Like we're just not seeing it or hearing about it because the media isn't isn't being told to report on it yeah. anymore. No, you know, I so I mean, Biden's not meeting with Black Lives Matter. Um, he's not doing shit for them. <laughs> no, he's not doing anything. And everything Trump tried to do to stop Antifa, remember how that was met? Right. Like, oh my God, he's like, they can't protest, you know, like this is, you know, impeach, impeach everything. So, so um, everything was met with bipartisan um, just pushback, anger, and bipartisan, you know, everybody was, everybody was mad because this guy was not, he was just a normal American dude. I mean, aside from being a reality show, you know, I'm just saying he was an establishment. Right. Our country no, is I, I think owned was, by the establishment. I agree. I think he was outside mm -hmm. of it. And I think he did throw uh, a real monkey wrench into their system. But he did, I, especially I, if you look at the 2030, the 2030 agenda. He oh, set that right. back four years, which is why everything feels like it's in fast forward right now. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good mm -hmm. point. I like that. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that that I would push back on is that the Smith Month Act, even though, yes, you're right, that it did. Mm -hmm. It basically allowed them to propagandize the American people. Yeah, I'm so I'm so. I don't know, jaded or black pilled or whatever you want to call me <laughs> that I find it hard to believe that they actually give a shit about those rules or those laws. Do you actually think, do you actually think that it, it escalated from that point specifically because of that? Or like, it, it was just like was, the gloves were I, taken off in that moment. Yeah. I think there was a polite understanding mm. and I think that they were given special liberties when it came to that to like right. go around it. But once it was lifted, the gloves totally came off. <laughs> Well, like once it was lifted, they, that's it. And it's never going back. Well, that, that you know, explains you somebody power. Yeah. That, that explains the black eyes and the bloody nose that I have. Cause they took the gloves off and they've been beating the shit out of me for the past year. It has been absolutely exhausting. I can't believe what they've put us through over the past year. Does it, does it ever like, do you ever sit back and reflect on what our life was just 14 months from today? Like how, I how do I honestly, I, I, I think back. Every time I think to one thing, I think back to something else and it makes it worse. Like, I know, right? <laughs> it just like what really leaves a like a bad taste in my mouth is like how they treated Justice Kavanaugh, all that, oh, that yeah, entire yeah. thing. Like every time I think of that, I'm like, oh my God, that poor man. Um, <laughs> just those were the, those were the good old days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. So, no, wait. That was during lockdown, wasn't it? Or was it before that? No, that remember. was before that. It all like blends okay. together, right? I think it was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah. Before. yeah. But it just, it just, it, every, I just keep looking back. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And, you know, like, I mean, we spent four years questioning an election or, you know, people like, this is not our president. You know, we have to investigate. This was illegal. And now we're not allowed to say those words. I know. Because of Joe Biden, like I mean, it it went it 
it's, it's a total gaslit situation and it's a 180 from how it was like every accusation like that they made that the, that just, just consumed us is right. it may have happened and we can't talk about it now. Well, you yeah, can't no. say it or you'll, <laughs> you'll lose your platform. You yeah, know? Our, our lives get ruined for doing what they did for four years under Trump. I mean, that's exactly, that's what's so gaslighting about it is like, it's literally the same stuff they accused mm -hmm. trump of being helped by russia now we're like we think that that biden may have been helped by china or whoever whoever else or, or yeah, just and they're like the cia oh, no, no, no. who knows like but you can't even talk about you forever yeah yeah I, I it's so it's funny to me that the marxists don't actually oppose this more deeply because when you think about it the marxists are supposed to be against um hierarchy and power structures mm -hmm. and things like that. That's like at the root of their belief system is that the yeah. powerful are the dangerous and it's about the little guy banding together to fight the big, but then they don't, they don't really come out in force against the suppression of their political dissidents and or their political opponents. And I think that's really frustrating to me because like they should, I mean, it's coming for them now too. So mm -hmm. like, it's like, you should have stood were, up for us were, folks. Yeah. They were, they were coddled for a while. You know, and they were and and now like, you know, they got the socialists in Congress who are like, like hear them. So they feel like their voices are heard and they feel like they have a voice in Congress now, but then they're not pushing back on it. But at the same time, don't you not believe in Congress? Like, <laughs> right. like I, I can't keep up. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking that actually about like Wall Street and how, you know, our we're owned like we're we're owned by corporations right now. We're a corporatocracy or something. I don't know right. why I made that. Um, so fascist. That's <laughs> yeah, another way to put it. But but there's no pushback on that, like because you know Amazon supports a fifteen dollar minimum wage, so we can't push back on that. You know why Amazon supports a fifteen dollar minimum wage? Because that's going to wipe out all their competition. Well, right. They can pay that. But you know? but also but also because it gets the Marxists off their back. If they mm -hmm. if they talk about hiring quotas for diversity and they talk yep. about raising the minimum wage and they do the bidding of the left, yeah. the left accepts their power system. And and that's yep. what's so frustrating because it's like exactly they should they should be able to see through this. I mean, they're obviously yeah. using you guys. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, you know, and, and what's what's really apparent about it is um, I can't remember which company it is and I don't want to say the wrong company. Um uh gay pride flags uh -huh. in some countries they'll like put it like a, a gay pride flag in their banner on their you know on their facebook it's like a big thing but then right. if you go to saudi arabia's version of them there is none oh yeah i remember that it was mm -hmm. a video game producer it was like bethesda games or yeah. something like that yeah, yeah it was something like that and, and, and you see it with with a lot of them and it's like oh well why not you know right. like so it because it, it sells here it. and it gets yep. us killed here <laughs> exactly that's that's why and they're like all right i'm picking my battle with this but it there's no integrity no there's, but you know but all, like, you, all you have to do to see that is like yeah obviously in saudi arabia they're not going to be talking about gay rights uh, when they yep. talk about their video games so like all you have to do is see that and realize that all the messaging here is about marketing and like mm -hmm. are you are you that dense that you can't see through a marketing campaign like exactly. They don't, they don't give a fuck about the marketing. Equality. The government loves them because, you know, like they AOC loves them. Right. She loves the socialists. She's their voice. She speaks for them. And no, like you don't believe in any of this. You're not supposed to. Did you even read Karl Marx? You believe in this. <laughs> I, the truth is, I don't think any of them have. I think more libertarians no. have read Marx than Marxists. I really believe. Yeah. That. 
No, you're, you're right. I mean, I talk about the things that, that the communist manifesto wants to like the tenets, I call them of communism, like what they want to abolish. Um, And a lot of it is aligned with BLM and BLM used to have it actually outlined on their website and they took it down about a year ago, I think, but I have, I do have screenshots of it. I'll have to find them, but um, their tenets are like, they want to abolish the family. They want to uh, like, you know, they want to abolish uh, the the nuclear family. But at the same time, if you ask any black American family, they're like, when has not having a father in the house ever helped, ever helped our community? Like that, that's not, that's not to help us. That's to keep us down, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's, it's things like that, that they, there's a lot of overlap between Marxism and BLM. And I think the black community gets that more deeply than, than even I might is that, mm-hmm. you know, having all of their fathers in prison and shit didn't exactly help them growing up. No. And, and it's just, it's embarrassing that that would, I don't even know how you can spin that into like, we need to get, uh, you know, criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. We also want to get rid of the nuclear family. Like what the fuck? Those are <laughs> it's, it's, it's all things that they're like, you know, the nuclear so when they say we want to abolish the nuclear family they're thinking oh well a lot of a lot of black families and other a, a lot of families not even black families like hispanic families they live in multi-generational homes mm-hmm. so when they're like oh yeah you know like it should be more normal to live with grandma you know that's not what they mean no <laughs> if that's what <laughs> that's they meant what that, they that'd mean. be okay i mean yeah, i think i think that that's mean. actually a, a flaw in in you know, Caucasian American culture is that mm-hmm. we don't take care of our elderly and that we exactly we, we don't have extended family that lives in the home. I think that we lack community. Um, that's mm-hmm. actually what we were talking about earlier with the culture war being lost. Yeah. Do, do you think that I mean, genuinely, like, do you think that this is recoverable? Do you think that we can we can build <laughs> back some semblance of unity? Like, I mean, like, we can't like even, we can't even, or? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be I'm certainly an advocate for secession because my my I'll give you a hint. My answer is no. I think our culture mm-hmm. is is too divided. It's too divisive. We're too at each other's throats. We don't we don't hear each other. We don't speak to each other. Uh, if we do speak, we don't hear it. I just think mm-hmm. that ultimately, especially with the power mechanisms, be what they are with the media and academia and the po- politicians dividing us and and profiting from that. Um, I don't see a way that we can actually have a meeting of the minds where we say, okay, we can we can once again coalesce and we can get along and we can let bygones be bygones. I just don't see that happening. Not with this critical race theory stuff. Even uh, I think if 9-11 happened again, it would tear us apart. It wouldn't bring us together. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, just, I remember I was in high school when 9-11 happened and I remember um, before that thinking that the country was kind of fighting with itself, but not to this level. It's just what I could understand as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember feeling it come together afterwards. I remember. I, I remember the feeling the, well myself. The vigils. Yeah. I remember the feeling uh, like I, I, my kids will never feel that. And that makes me really sad. But right now we are two separate society. The polite thing to do would be to divorce. This, this would make sense. This would make sense in any relationship that, is functioning like uh, the American relationship. However, that would mean having power, having as in H-A-L-V-I-N-G. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So the elites would have to give their power away and they're not going to do that. No. They're, and and uh, the more we fight with each other, the more, you know, separate and divided, this is good for them. They're why on earth 
would we want to would they would they give half the country away that just no. wouldn't happen because this is great for them this is great for their wallets they're succeeding it's you know like you said a lot of nepotism and a lot of a lot of corruption Cronyism, so yes. yeah so after the civil war they wrote they wrote language into the constitution um and it's the same language that they try to impeach trump with that they're using against cruz and holly um that's saying that even hinting at secession, any sort of endorsement of something against America is treason, right? Mm -hmm. So that's section three, uh, 14A. Mm -hmm. um, so is secession inevitable? I mean, I wish, <laughs> but it's complicated. So, so buckle up. So secession is an inalienable right. It was established by the Declaration of Independence. Secession, however, was not specifically mentioned in the constitution, which means secession is not a violation of the constitution. Mm -hmm. There's no law against secession. It wasn't even mentioned until after the civil war by SCOTUS. Um, that said, while secession is not mentioned, treason is mentioned mm -hmm. and treason in the constitution is levying war against the United States. All right. Mm -hmm. So it was, for instance, Jefferson Davis. It was incredibly easy. They could have proved in a second that Jefferson Davis levied war against the United States. That was his job. That's what they paid him to do is to go to war against the United States. But that would mean the courts would have had to rule in. They would have to rule on secession. Mm -hmm. And uh, they didn't want to have to do that because it it's it's a contradiction within um you know, the declaration and the, the constitution because sure. secession, like our, we're, we're here because of secession, like yeah. we exist because of secession. So Jefferson Davis's trial was put off for four years and it was ultimately dropped. Wow. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So, so now that said, <laughs> um, the reconstruction amendments are the 13th, the 14th, 15th amendments. Um, and they were adopted, all adopted between 1865 and 1870. And the Reconstruction Amendments, they were part of implementing the reconstruction of the South into America after the war. Like, you know, like, right. so the 13th, they banned slavery. The 14th, they banned insurrectionists from holding office. That was as much as they could do mm. because because of the contradiction within itself. And then the 15th gave the black people voting rights. So those were the, the three that, that happened in that. So is secession inevitable? It would it would be very, very hard to do oh, because yeah. of this. I this think precedent. it's possible if you get the smartest minds behind it. Um, I think it would take a very violent war, though. Well, I, I think that you're probably right. The The mm -hmm. way I view it, though, is there's a chance that with the economic calamity that we kind of mm -hmm. see coming, that yep. they will get to a point where they simply can't afford to do it. Like say the dollar dies. If the yeah. dollar dies and they can't, they can't arm themselves. Like they can't equip the military mm -hmm. in a way that's, that's adequate to actually put down uh, a revolt. I think that they would, they would almost have no choice, but to say, this is like, they'd have to use triage and be like, okay, mm -hmm. we like, if they end up in war with say China or someone mm -hmm. and, and then simultaneously on a secondary front, Florida says we're no longer paying federal income tax and we are our own nation because we, mm -hmm. we have no interest in being at war with China, something like that. I know this is all 
hypothetical and it's, yeah. it's kind of far No, it's, it's, but it's an interesting it's, it's like, perspective. I want to hear it. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. And, and I think it's a far greater possibility than people give credit because given how tyrannical the federal government has gotten, and I think we can mm -hmm. all agree that it's gotten pretty fucking tyrannical. Yeah. There, there are a lot of states and a lot of people in those states that would love, they would love to have a governor come out and say, we are seceding. Now, oh my God, they would, you know, they would. <laughs> so if it no, has, if, like, it, if it gets <laughs> to a point of popular support and, and I think what, what would, what would separate it from the South is that I'm I'm saying the, you know, the original uh, civil war is that mm -hmm. they can't, they can't hold anything over their heads when it comes to slavery. They don't have the moral high ground. All, mm -hmm. all they have to do from, you know, say Texas and Florida and Louisiana or whoever else is on that coast bands together and they say, we're leaving, but it's going to be peaceful this time. And you don't have mm -hmm. anything to say about it because we're not trying to fight you. We're just trying to be our own country. We're going to stop paying taxes. We'll trade with you. We'll have trade, you know, uh, packs and whatever. We'll, we'll still treat you like, like you're our friendly neighbor, but mm -hmm. we're done. We're done playing this game. You treat us like second class citizens. We no longer believe in de democracy. There's, there's fucking 70 million people in this country that don't even believe that the election was legitimate. It's like, mm -hmm. I think if there has ever been a time, we're very, mm -hmm. very near a tipping point where it could happen. So that's, that's my thesis. Yeah. I could see, I could see uh, Ron DeSantis like moving in that direction. He's just, just with all of the moves he's made recently, like, He's, I mean, he's basically telling the federal government to shove it on every front. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, so maybe. when SCOTUS ruled on, when SCOTUS did rule on that, because they did, they had to say something. They didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't do Jefferson Davis, but they had to come out and say something. So essentially they are like, they pretty much said, okay, you know, this is fine, but you don't get the, you don't get protections of the union. Sure. Pretty much that. Yeah. That's the, and I'm like, okay, fair. I'd be like, great. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. We'll start our own SCOTUS. Yeah, like you know, I, just I don't being, think yeah. I don't think Mexico or Canada are are really afraid of China invading. So I don't feel like the South, given that we are armed to the fucking teeth, that the <laughs> Chinese would be like, "Yeah, we're gonna invade Texas." Like, good luck, bro. You better nuke us because you ain't gonna win a ground war. Um, <laughs> so that, that's kind of my my hope. And and honestly, I think it's the best possible outcome because of critical race theory and because there's there's mm -hmm. so many young people in this country that now believe that we are each other's enemies based off of our skin color. That is mm -hmm. that is such a diseased sickness that is like floating through our our culture right now. I don't know how you bind it back together. It's a com it's completely contrary to the original civil rights movement, the one that mm -hmm. I believed in deeply that yeah. was like we are equal and you know, like we shouldn't treat each other any differently based off of judging a book by a cover type mentality. Like I thought it was that was a very genuinely progressive perspective this yeah. i find to be deeply regressive and deeply mm -hmm. disturbing and to the point that i'm like i don't even want to i don't even want to be neighbors with people that feel this way why why should i why would i why mm -hmm. would i want to live around a bunch of people that think i am a, a racist inherently because, evil because you're white yeah, yeah it's and I'm a man and I'm straight, God forbid, and I have money. Fuck, I'm evil. I'm a capitalist. Oh like, my God, you're the you're the worst. I know. Right? Exactly. So like I just wanna I just wanna live amongst people that don't automatically assume I'm their enemy because of my immutable characteristics. It's yeah. I mean, this is like human rights 101. No? I, I know, and it goes it goes deeper than that too. It goes to like white passing is what they call it. So even mm. like black people who look white, it's like, well. You know, like on one hand, they're saying we've had, you know, the trauma of slavery passed through our DNA. But on the other hand, they're like, oh, you're white passing. You you don't 
you don't count. You don't have that trauma. <laughs> you, you, you don't have the trauma. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm native American and I'm about a quarter native American from three different tribes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm Scottish, you know? Uh, right. So it's like, all right, well, if you ran me through like a black and white filter, you know, maybe, maybe I, I, you'd be able to tell, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but, um, I, I, people don't, don't care like that. You know what my family, the trail of tears, none of that matters. Right. None of that matters because of what I look like today. So that's like that's punishing so your ancestors for marrying out of their race. Is essentially <laughs> what that is. Right. Which is a very yeah. racist perspective, by it's the way. It's very racist. It's all so racist. CRT is so racist. And, you know, like it, it, it makes you want to keep your kids away from like public schools oh and anywhere God, yeah. that could possibly could possibly tell them that like you are racist inherently and there's it's, it's the new original sin is what it is you're mm. racist and there's nothing like you cannot like you can be baptized out of it but you really can't you know no. you have well, this like all you can do is apologize for the rest of your life yeah well, there's you no way out of it you can be baptized to the point that they uh they treat you like a human shield for a little while but believe me mm -hmm. these these you know these white saviors that think that they're trying to remedy whatever the ills of the past have been they're going to be thrown mm -hmm. under the bus as soon as as soon as necessary so um i think it's okay. a huge mistake for people to be allying with this stuff like i i am i am actually anti-racist like i do not yeah. i do not i am not racist i don't really like racist but their definition of anti-racism is something completely fucking insane yeah and, and it's, it's like it's like i have to I have to go and lecture my grandfather, you know, because mm -hmm. because he says Oriental sometimes because he was yeah. born in nineteen fucking thirty five. Yeah, of course he says stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, I I was talking to some elderly people. Um, I believe at my church. Yeah. Okay. So yes. So we were. This was this was a couple of years ago, and they used the word colored right and i was like i i didn't like oh my god what are you thinking and i was like can you explain that to me and they're like well that was what we were that was that was considered the polite thing they're like black was rude exactly that was progressive like, that was that was the progressive thing at the time but that's changed so now if you say it now it's like oh my god like clutch your pearls like exactly. how dare you but i mean you 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 punish they're punishing people like the founders who, you know, had slaves knew it was inherently awful, but right. they, it was part of the life. It's like, I think, I hope someday we're going to see abortion the way that, that we view slavery now. Maybe our grandkids will be like, you killed babies. Like, I mean, I'm horribly against abortion, but, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking that they, they, they punish people for what they were told to do at the time. What's progressive. I so it's very, I evil. mean, it is. And like, I mean, it, it goes all the way back to the founders canceling the founders because exactly. they, you know, it's like, all right, where are they wrong? Like, I want, I want to hear about like, like, where's, where's the bill of rights wrong? You know, I don't want to hear about the sins of the people who, who wrote it. I want to hear where it's wrong. Exactly. Like yeah. judge, judge the art, not the artist type mentality. Exactly. And, and I think that that's a, that's a really big problem. And it, and it actually goes further back than just the founders. They're canceling white authors from the, you know, the 1200s mm -hmm. and shit, like, because they want to diversify the reading. And, and it's just ultimately <laughs> like, there is no, there is, I, this is my belief. I genuinely don't believe that you can recover as a society from this. Like it's, 
it is inherently and in my view intentionally meant to divide it is it is, it is. supposed to get us to to either kill each other or separate so i feel like the only peaceful option is to peacefully separate so that, that's why i'm hoping that that's where we go it's just unfortunately these people that have this mentality that say i despise you because of what you look like and who you are or what your beliefs are which is how they feel about you and i but yeah. they still don't want to let us go just let us mm -hmm. go man like yeah. the they're like because they're like no it's like you're like you're racist i want nothing to do with you it's like okay so i'm just gonna go now and they're yeah. like no, no you you're a tax not bill. We you need your tax taxes. Bill too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're you're funding the communities you're not going anywhere Exactly. It's very, mm -hmm. it's very upsetting. Um, yeah. And then I, one other uh, development that's kind of new over the past couple of days is that it looks like Bill Gates and Tony Fauci are being um, thrown to the wolves, so to speak. Have you noticed this? I did. I was actually, I, I talked about this with um, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as one of the establishment gets too powerful and too beloved, they throw him to the wolves. Mm. Like like a year ago, who was the hero? It was Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. And Fauci and mm. Gates. <laughs> Cuomo and Fauci, yeah. you know, and then I don't know if they if something happened behind the scenes or I don't know if it was just the the establishment nuking them or nerfing them or whatever. But mm -hmm. I mean, all of a sudden, like these guys who are so beloved are suddenly just trashed. It's almost like I, I thought at first before they started doing it with Fauci, like maybe um, it was like a warning, mm. you know, like if we, if we can do it to this guy, we can do it to any of you, you oh, know, don't step out of line, mm -hmm. you know, cause you know, like, I mean, if you start recognizing that we're owned by people, you know, the, the cabal of elites, as time magazine put it, right. you recognize that we're owned by them. It all starts making sense. Like, okay, that's why Andrew Cuomo's thrown under the bus. That's why Fauci's thrown under the bus. Like that's, it's, it's because they they did something wrong or they got too powerful. Yeah. Well, I, too much my, influence. No, I think, I think that's a fair thesis. My, mm -hmm. my other thesis has been that, um, essentially these guys are only put up on pedestals to be slaughtered, to, to, to protect the people who are actually making these decisions. So like, I don't personally believe that lockdowns were dictated by, by Anthony Fauci. Like, I yeah. think that, I think that lockdowns came from some other, you know, smoke filled room with a yeah. bunch of fucking monsters that decided that this mm -hmm. is this is what our future. And he was, was the face. Be. It was it was this nice grandfather looking, you know, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So as as the truth has come out about the origin of the virus, as well as all of the economic uh, devastation that has come from the lockdowns, all of the suicides, drug overdoses, divorce, mm -hmm. families, abuses, kid trauma, everything that's that's come out under this. And there's so much anger. I know it because my fucking show is called Liberty Lockdown. And I have a lot of listeners that absolutely are furious over the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. I think they are trying to use they're going to use him as mm -hmm. the fall guy. They're going to say this, like all of you that are angry about the lockdowns, who has been the guy that's been pushing the lockdowns more than anybody verbally to you exactly. on TV every day for a year plus? It's this son of a bitch. So we're gonna I fucking like destroy that him. So mm -hmm. That's yep, my belief. Yep. And then and then he'll get a fat pension and he'll go Just live like, in the uh, mountains. <laughs> Chauvin, Chauvin got convicted of three different types of murder, which all contradicted each other, but he still got too. it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like that was they were going to burn them like a witch. So these are their witches, you know. And so, oh, you're mad about the nursing homes. Okay, we're going to burn Andrew Cuomo. Oh, you're mad about the lockdowns. We're going to burn Fauci. That's what they're doing. They're burning witches to please the American people. I like that. Yeah, that's that's my like when you operate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a little conspiracy theory mind to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get you out of here on this. I, I wanted to know, first off, how cool was that, that you got to go on Tim Pool? Oh, that's, I love Tim. Tim and I are friends in real life. So oh, you are. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we started talking on here and then, um, yeah, like just became friends in the real life a few years ago. Yeah. And so no I've been on his show twice now. Um and he's just such a great, fun, down to earth person. You know, we play with the kitty and the chickens and like, did you skate? Just, huh? <laughs> Do I, I don't know. No, I don't skate. My daughter skates. So I actually, um, I did a little video of his skate park in his basement and sent it to her oh, uh, nice. when I was there. Yeah. He's just, I, I just, I, I have nothing but good things to say about him and just so many people. And he's, he's really been, he used to be, you know, like back during the wall street stuff, he used to be kind of, um, you know, left, mm-hmm. pretty left. Yeah. Uh, and he's kind of been, you know, blackpilled since then. <laughs> We're, we are um, winning him over. I'm telling you. Oh yeah. He loves the, the whole Liberty, the whole Liberty uh, movement. He, he's got a lot of libertarian in him and I'm, I'm seeing that come out more, which is, which is really great. And he's just such a great person it's in been, real life. It's yeah. been incredible. The past month he had on you, Dave Smith, mm-hmm. Scott Horton. I was like, we're going through the the heavy hitters of libertarianism on Tim Pool's <laughs> show. I mean, and and he gets like a quarter million viewers per episode. It's a really big deal. Uh, just he had a- almost five hundred thousand. Oh, on your episode? Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's wild. Yeah, oh, I, I only incredible. I only look after you know a day or two. What was yeah. what was the response from that? Was it uh, largely positive, or you had the haters come yeah. out again? Oh, I, honestly, my haters. I actually I had to use blockchain because they were getting really they were and they got it really inappropriate with like talking about my family. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. I used um I used blockchain and I blockchained the three the three worst of them, the three that I really couldn't deal with. Mm-hmm. Um and that ended up blocking two thousand people. Um oh, yeah. I got them all. I never heard from any of them again. So the thing is, it's like I had this poisonous bowl of Skittles. All right. So I have this this bowl of Skittles with 2000 Skittles in it. OK. Right. And there's probably there's probably like 100 that are poison. And I'm right. like, you know, what? I'm just going to toss the whole goddamn bowl. <laughs> like I just and and that's it. And, and just never heard from them again. They were all gone. I well, I'm, them out. I'm very fortunate that I made it through the blacklist because I, I am yeah. almost certainly followed by those people, too. So I, I'm yeah. glad that I I didn't get blocked you, and- Yeah. I mean, there were a few and I, and I still say this, like if, if this was completely, you know, we're on great terms and you just got, cause I don't know who's going to get blocked in the blockchain. I just, I'm like, I just need to get rid of them and their best friends. (laughs) And I don't know who their best friends are. So it was, it was, it really like, I recommend using it, especially people with large pages, because it was just it was just so toxic and nasty. And yeah, no, I know that's you know, that's, that's tragic. It, I mean, yeah, I hated having to do that. But at the same time, like, wow, that was a really good decision. Yeah, no, no. I, I just mean, it's tragic that it that it gets so toxic in the infighting that you would feel like that's necessary. It's just sad to me. But, um, oh, yeah. I, you know, the same way the same way we've seen Tim Pool uh, get mm-hmm. red pilled over the past decade. I'm I'm gonna make it my mission to red pill you on Spooner and try and get you to come to the ANCAP side. <laughs> I I will take that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Josie. 
Please follow her at official TRHL on Twitter. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people about? No, just thank you so much for having me. I'm really like looking forward to like our future as friends. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure <laughs> to meet you. I'll catch nice you guys next you. time. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. And libertarians are better Democrats than the Democrats and better Republicans than the Republicans. A Republican president, a Republican-controlled Congress, presided over the biggest expansion of government up to that point in history. And what's going to happen when they realize that Social Security is nothing but a racist, sexist, ageist, Ponzi scheme? I mean, how badly do you have to screw something up before we finally conclude that uh, maybe government can't solve this problem? free market is the ultimate expression of democracy. I do the show two days a week. It's a free show. You sure you don't want to see some evidence to back up any of their claims before you get us into another war? Their entire existence is exploitative. Everything they eat, everything they drink, the roof over their heads. It was all paid for from theft at the threat of violence. Isn't it interesting that an education system run by the government somehow churns out a bunch of people who favor the government handling everything? That's the type of accounting that would get you thrown in prison if anybody else were to do it. But that's how the federal government operates. Black, white, Indian, Asian, rich, poor, short, tall, everybody benefits from freer markets. Libertarianism is principled, it's philosophically sound. In the arena of ideas, we cannot be defeated. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast. The voice and soul of so-called fiction. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Download and subscribe, and no matter what happens, keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe. Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening. Scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine. A typo with Luke might bring the nooses. We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses. Freckles and Brit didn't know I could spit. Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot 
must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip a 59 Miles to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows, so don't get treated like a hoe